do your job. Dad like it's your job. Do your job! With Chris Zito. Do your job. He's a dad, a radio host, a father, a speaker, dad, an actor, a dad, a comedian, a dad, a husband, a dad, and, well, a dad. Greetings, faithful listener. It is I, your illustrious host, Chris Zito. Welcome to Dad Like It's Your Job. Provide for your family and still be a part of your family. Psyched this week to have a comedian on. Love talking to my comedy buddies who are also dads. And this guy is an amazing dad. He is a comedian. He is a producer. He is a podcaster. He is a children's book author. Asacito. You can find him at asacito.lol, which I think is really cool. Seta.com.lol. How, how smart is that? He's got a real job and has had one for years, and this is one of the things that he did in order to be near his kids and not be on the road. And uh, he also invented a, a comedy show called Asacito's Royal Flesh Comedy. You know, since his name is Ace, or his nickname is Ace, and he has a king and a queen, he has a couple of jokers that are like up-and-coming comics, and he has a, a, a female headliner and a male headliner. It's just a great concept. He's a great guy. His podcast, he's co-host of a podcast called Behind the Funny with Scott Higgins. I've been a guest on the pod. That pod's been around for a while. It's pretty popular. If you've never checked it out, be sure to check out Behind the Funny. Some amazing guests, Scott and Ace, both funny comedians in their own right, and uh, they have some terrific guests but i also wanted to invite ace on the show because he wrote this children's book called maddie loses a tooth and it's based on his daughter maddie's actual experience when she lost a tooth and she had all these questions about the tooth fairy so you know how kids get they start asking all these questions and ace just didn't know how to answer them and so he Kind of gave her the brush, not exactly. He's not the kind of dad that brushes his kids off. I'm not saying that. But he, he'll he tell you the story. It's fantastic. And it's a terrific book. We'll make sure you know how to get the book. That's easy. It's on Amazon.com. Maddie Loses a Tooth. This is my conversation with Ace Aceto. Ace, I really appreciate you doing this, man. I, I know that you're a busy guy. And, I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of busy dads. Some dads are busier than others, but uh, you're one of the busiest I've I've talked to because, you know, you do the stand-up, you have the podcast, Behind the Funny, which I've been a guest. I mean, you should check it out. Yes. It's a hilarious episode, if I do say so we, myself. I mean... Yes. Your, your episode, we almost called it, if you mention Frank Cinarelli one more time... <laughs> Frank was like a guest. He was another guest on that episode. It was so he funny. Didn't, you didn't even know it, right? I, I, you know, the thing is, we, we it was so funny. If you ever have a chance to listen to that episode of Behind the Funny, because I love repetition. I find repetition hilarious. And so I yeah. had a lot of fun with that. And I had a lot of fun with you guys. It's a great pod. You guys should check it out. You got some great merch. I know you're coming to me from the Acement, where you normally record your podcast. So that's uh, kind of an honor. But I, I also, yeah. of course, for our purposes, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, uh, being a dad, and I know yeah. you have two daughters. Is that the idea? I got two daughters and one son. Okay, so give us the rundown. Who's who and how old? So Samantha is going to be 20 this summer. Wow. Um, she, what? She is prepping. Yeah, yes. She is prepping to go cross-country in a van with her boyfriend. Um, and, yeah, I know. I had the same reaction, the oh. wide open eyes. And I said to her, please don't end up like Gabby Petito. And oh, obviously, said, it's the first thing that comes to mind. 
Absolutely, yeah. And I and her response, this is how you know she's my kid. She goes, Dad, if anyone's going to de- end up dead in a swamp, it's going to be Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you so, got nothing to worry about. Kyle's parents are probably a little nervous if they hear this. Exactly. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so you got a 20-year-old. Yeah, 20-year-old. Wow. And then uh, my son, Mike, is 18. Okay. He uh, is literally had his last class. So he did, uh, he combined his freshman year of college, senior year of high school this year. Okay. Went to Johnson and Wales. He is, uh, he's double majoring. Okay. Uh, he was single majoring in culinary arts. Big right. surprise at, at Johnson and Wales. It's right. the best. Uh, but evidently, in what 18-year-old boy doesn't want to study this? Uh, they have a cannabis studies major at Johnson and Wales. I see. So he is now. So he wants he, he wants to be a doctor. Obviously, that's yes, why he wants yes, to study that yeah, for medical yeah, purposes only. Of, of a dispensary, yes. He wants to, <laughs> he wants to open his own dispensary. Somewhere. Is it one of the things where you're like, you know, he's he's like, I learned it from you, okay, Dad? Remember that old PSA? <laughs> no, no, he learned it from Johnson and Wales. That had nothing to do with me. Went away to college and things happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But All right. he's uh, he's going to be graduating high school within the next couple of weeks, and then Madison, my young. Is uh, is fifteen? She'll be driving in the fall. She okay, turns uh, sixteen in the fall. So that's the baby. That's the baby, and that's uh, yeah, that's and that's the subject of this kids book that you wrote. Maddie loses a tooth, which is such yes. a cool. It's such a cool story. How it came about? Can you share with the listeners how you ended up writing this book? Yeah, and you know it's funny because I'm starting to kind of craft a joke around it because every time I talk about it, people start laughing, and. What happened was uh, my my ex and I were going through a divorce. Yeah. Uh, we share custody. We co-parent. Uh, yeah. We have shared custody, shared, uh, you know, everything. And uh, just no bed anymore. And uh, we, we, the kids were with me that night. <clears throat> and for some reason, Maddie lost her front tooth that night. Sure. And for some reason, even though it wasn't the first tooth that she could have been lost, Samantha cold cocking her. This is the one that threatened to kill her boyfriend. I, t- I mean, was she violent back then as well? I mean, she was. Yeah, she could. <laughs> she could wallop a punch, but All I don't right. know if that was it. But it's just the age where kids will lose their front teeth. Exactly. She was yeah. seven or eight. Yeah. And even though it wasn't the first tooth she lost, because it was their front tooth, it, for some reason that night, yeah, it was a big deal. <clears throat> and for some reason, even though she had never asked about it, she started asking me a million questions about oh, the tooth fairy. Like, right. Dad, was the tooth fairy ever human? Yeah. Dad, how old is the tooth fairy? Where okay. does the tooth fairy live? I Typical, see. you know, like, sure. like you sure. know, my, my mother always said to me, I hope you have a kid like you. And you know that curse that sure. mothers give you? Of course. Uh, that's Maddie. Maddie is inquisitive and curious and a huge pain in the ass at that age. <laughs> oh. Just like I was. Right, right. So she kept asking these questions. And, you know, here I am. I'm going through a divorce. I'm not in a in a happy place. And I just kept saying, I don't know, Maddie. You, I guess you'd have to ask the tooth fairy yourself. She goes, she comes up to me about 20 minutes later after the last question. And she goes, Dad, do we have any note cards? I said, yeah, yeah they're in the desk in the kitchen. Sure. Okay. Do we have any markers? Yeah, they're in the desk. <clears throat> so she disappears to her room. And she comes down with like six or seven note cards filled out with questions for the tooth fairy that night. And so I'm like, oh. So she's just going to leave these out for the tooth fairy to fill out when she brings the money? Yes. 
yes. Okay. Okay. So by the time now here's the problem because she was so excited, she would not go to sleep that night. So by the time I actually was able to get into the room, yeah, swap out the tooth and the money. Right. I looked around her bed. She had 18 index cards filled out. Oh my with god. With questions for the tooth fairy. Where'd you get now the, it's 12 Where'd you get the answers? I made them up. Oh, okay. I made them up. And I Googled some of them, you know. (laughs) (laughs) To see what other dads had come up with and moms, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I, you know, I gathered up these cards. I spread them out on my bed, you know, on my comforter on my bed. And I took a picture of it and I posted it on Facebook. And I was like, great. Not only does the tooth fairy have to find this tooth, give some money, but now she's going to do an interview at 1 a.m. because this kid (laughs) wouldn't go to sleep. There's essay questions. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Well, some of them were two and three parters. I'm not going to lie. There were follow-ups. Some of them, some of them required drawings. I see. Uh, okay. One, you know, I just ignored because she wanted me to take a picture with her. Yeah. Uh, as the tooth fairy, I didn't. I didn't have that capability at the time, so I, you know, I didn't. But I, so I filled them out. I put them back, and when I tell you, like, she had stuffed animals were holding cards. Yeah. She had. They were all around her bed. Oh, my God. And someone on Facebook said, oh, my God, that would be such a cute idea for a kid's book. Yeah. And I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, I've always wanted to write a children's book. I, I think this would be a great so- topic. Really? Because, Ace, I've seen your act. It never it never crossed my yeah. mind. This guy should be a children's <laughs> author. <laughs> I know. I have to walk a fine line when I'm you know, well, going you know, between... Family guy impressions. Yeah, and, you got uh, <laughs> to com- compartmentalize some of this stuff, you know? <laughs> I am, yes, I compartmentalize the different acetos. Um And so for a couple of years, I kept saying to myself, you know, I got I to gotta do this book. I got to do this book. I have an idea for how I want it to go. And um, a friend of ours, actually, you know, Dana, uh, our friend Dana, who used to run the Comedy Connection. Of course. Oh, my God. I love Dana. Dana's sister, I don't know if you know the story, but Dana's dad invented the game Bananagrams. You know Bananagrams? It's like Scrabble, but you don't use a board. Okay. You have a little pouch. You have a little pouch of tiles that you can travel with, and you just play the game on the table. Yeah. Her father invented that. Wow. About two years after he invented it, he unfortunately passed away. So her sister, Rena, is now the CEO of Bananagrams. And when I told Rena the story, she said, oh, my God, you know what would be cute is if you put some – if you had cards at the end of the book that kids could fill out themselves. And the light bulb went off. I'm like, I want to be as hated as the woman from Elf on the Shelf. (laughs) Because (laughs) – So you're you're a children's author and inventor. So now this is a whole thing. When a kid loses a tooth, they don't just put it under the pillow. You got to fill out the cards. Exactly. So the last two pages. So backing up, what happened was I am I am a notorious procrastinator. Right. I say, yeah, I want to do this. I always wanted to do this, but I never get around to it. Sure. And I'm I'm on the other side of the of the of the the fence when it comes to age. Uh, I just hit a milestone this week. I'm 55. Okay. And when I hit 50 and then we went into a pandemic and a worldwide lockdown and all the other stuff that went on, it got me thinking like, I I just, I got to start doing stuff. I got to stop saying I want to do this. Uh I need to do it. I went to uh, my son, Mike uh, is an Eagle Scout. He was going to, you know, summer camp uh, and I was one of the adult leaders. So I'm like, all right, I'm in the woods for a week. I don't have work. 
I'm yes, I'm teaching some merit badges. I'm doing some stuff, but I've got time now. Okay. Let me get this out of my head and write it down. So I wrote down an outline. Then I wrote out a manuscript. Right. Then I did some research on children's books, you know, for that age group, three to 10. How many words should it be? You yeah. know, what should it look like? And I just cut it down to like 540 words. It's about wow. 30 pages. I sought out, uh, and I met with a couple of local authors who did the self-publishing route because what yeah. I found out is there's only eight big publishers. Sure. And if right. if you want to get, you got to get a literary agent. They have to of shop course, it around. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a whole thing. But self-publishing is available now, and and you know if you have a following like we do as comics, you can yeah. self-publish and actually get some traction. You can move some so, units, yeah. Yeah, but so I, I met. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I met with a, a local self quote unquote self publisher. It's a local bookstore here in Rhode Island, Stillwater Press, uh, Stillwater Books, and they do self publishing. They have a, a designer who will design the pages and stuff. Yeah, met with them about finding an illustrator, and I was talking to a friend of mine who is uh, the executive director of a local charity, the Izzy Foundation down here. Her son is an artist. Had never done illustrations, but I had seen his art. And she said, why don't you ask Jonathan? And I said, well, you know what? I'm a first-time author. Let me give this kid, uh, you know, kid, he's 18, 19. Let me sure. give this kid a chance of being a first-time illustrator. And so I met with Jonathan. Took him about six months to get all of the, you know, the uh, the illustrations done. And I brought wow. it back to Stillwater and then self-published. Uh, it, it published on uh, December 1st of last year. Well, and it's available on Amazon.com. I, I found it there myself. And, uh, yes. You know, and the kid did a great job. So did you. It's a delightful book, and you know, it's a lot of fun. So congratulations on that. I know I'm a little late to the Thanks. party to congratulate you about it. You know, because you know, typical comedian. When I found out you published a book, I was like, oh, geez, how come I don't publish a book? I should have published a book. How come he's <laughs> doing that and that? I'm not? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we're yeah, just I've we're, we're damaged people. Ideas. Comedians are damaged people. We, I mean, it's no secret. It's no secret. We, so. Yeah, we're very thin ego. I mean, very thin uh, feelings. We, yeah, we've right, got right. Very so, feelings. but you know, it's interesting. Just having this conversation with you and hearing about your kids and your son Mike and Eagle Scout. That's something that'll always be on his resume. You're a scout. Yeah. Le you're a scout. Leader, an active dad, and you mentioned that you. How old were the kids when you and your when you and their mom split? So Maddie was seven. Okay, uh, so little, and they're yeah. they're all about two. Yeah, seven, nine, and eleven. Yeah, so they were they were pretty um, little. You know, but tough. how 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 distance wise, geographically, how far do you live from their mom? We are li we live in the same town. They yeah. did not have to move schools. We we were very conscious about trying to co-parent as best we could. Right. Because I, I think I learned the the lesson from other friends of mine who had gone through divorce. Sure. And I had seen I had seen the right ways of doing it and the wrong ways of doing it, and right. I I did not want my kids to suffer uh, the way some of my my friends' kids suffered. Um, Never talk disparaging about their mom in front of them. At this point, you know, they're the ones that'll say shit about it. <laughs> Stop. Sorry. I don't know if I can say that. We're not uh, explicit, Ace. I should have said that oh, right sorry. out of the gate. Uh, Way to go. Say I'm, I'm going to get kicked yeah, off the iHeartRadio app now, thanks to you. you thanks God, for nothing. You, you got a bleep button, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, w so we live in the same town. We live, uh, it's 13 minutes door to door. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, and of course, so, now if they're 20 and 18, they go back and forth the way they want. I mean, 
mean, your your schedule's exactly. probably not as regular as it used to be with kids this age. Not with them. With Maddie, it's still pretty regular. But yeah. even then, like, I have to go away for a, a, a meeting in Atlanta next week. Yeah. And normally the kids were with me at the beginning of the week and with her at the end of the week. And then yeah. we switch off weekends. So yeah. this is my weekend with them. Normally, they would be with me all the way through next Wednesday. But because I have to go to Atlanta, I asked my ex if it was okay. Hey, you know, sure. can you take them Monday night yeah, through, yeah, yeah. You know, through the rest of the week? So we work pretty well together as far as that. That's fantastic. And it does mean a tremendous amount to them. You know, it means so yeah. much. Uh, I'm Listen, so glad to hear it. It's, it's not a perfect situation for any kid to have divorced parents. But right. if, you can, if you can co-parent and take your feelings out of it yeah and listen i'm not saying it's all rosy there are definitely times where we have been in pretty heated arguments you know either on the phone or via text but the kids yeah. never see that you know? right 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 you keep that from them that's between the two of you and you know it's funny because yeah. I, I i remember uh you know, as you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm in my final marriage, as I call it. Yes. So I don't have to say number three. But, uh, you know, I I know that, you know, with my grown kids, they're really grown. And uh, yeah, I, my son in particular always had questions about that divorce. What happened? What happened? Because yeah. they ended up living with me, you know. Oh, right. Uh, right. So they were living with me full time and he always had these questions. And I, I would, there was, I said, you know, there's some questions I'll answer, but there's other stuff. that's just not your business. You're not in the marriage. That's between right. your mom and I, and it'll always be between your mom and I. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was tough. It was hard. It was hard. But, yeah. uh, oh, especially, you know, depending on the circumstances, like she wanted, she wanted the divorce, you know, yeah. I, oh, okay. I, I did not. I wanted to try and work on it, and and you know, and it was too far gone by then, and in her mind, and right, right. so you know, it, it's hard when your your kids are asking that, and you're completely devastated and hurt, and you want to yeah. say, "Ask your mom, ask your mom," because she you broke know? my it's, heart, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. and, 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 and you you just you can't because right. that, especially when they're that young, you sure. can't put that in their That's heads, their mommy, you know. That's their mom. That's always going to be their mom, and that's why I. Uh, even right. when they, you know, when they when they kind of, you know, say stuff about her, I'm like, hey, that's your mom. Uh, you know, I'm kind of chuckling when they say some things because it's true. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm always the great thing I will say about our co-parenting is my kids know they can't put anything over on us because I also saw my friend's kids. Sure. If my friend play and, them, and their play them ex, off each other. They played them off each other. And right. as soon as my kids would say, oh, mom said this, I'm texting mom. Yeah. Stay and in touch. And she's like, no, I never said that. I right. said, okay, so-and-so is here saying that you said this. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, what the truth was. And she said, <laughs> and she'd be like, no, I never said that. Or I would say the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so they, they know they can't put anything over on either of us because we communicate. Well, it's hard for me to believe, Ace, knowing you the way I do, that you're that you would ever be married to a woman who would want to divorce you. But I never lived with you, well, so you. I don't know her point yeah. of view. I mean, to me, it seemed like a decent guy, you know. Well, I, you know, I think I am. Thank you. Uh, you so, know, I think part of the problem was uh, it was, you know, she she points to comedy. Uh, that you know, and you know how tough, tough it is schedule, when you're, tough, when you're tough doing, schedule. That's why I think this one that I'm in now is going to last because I'm, you know, you know my wife. She used to own a comedy she, club. She knows comedians. Right. She knew she what she was getting it. into. You know, it, well, and that, but that was my point with my ex was, well, you knew what you were getting into. I was a comic for ten years before. It's not oh, like okay. I woke up one day 
had a midlife crisis and said, I'm going to go do stand up. No, I yeah. was doing stand up when she was in middle school. So she, you know, <clears throat> but I think, and I understand, I understand this. When we first started, you know, get together. Oh, it's cool. It's fun. We're going to shows sure, together. Sure, we're, sure, you know, sure, we're, sure. We're, it's a night out. Right. Then, you know, and she would get to see, you know, she didn't care about my act after a while, but right. she liked if I was working with Frank Santarelli or. Sure. That was a, that was. Yeah, a I know back. you got to bring that or, to you, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> or or Chris me. Zito. Yeah. No, she she knew you know that there were certain comics that she liked, yeah. but then when kids come into the picture, now all of a sudden, she's at home with the kids. And I'm you're still out. out yeah. Working, working, but let's face it: when we're working, we're having right. fun. She's seeing pictures on Facebook with me and a bunch of people after a show. Right, 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 right. She's sitting there with a kid throwing up because they got you know. <laughs> you know some illness right that and they that, get that, when they're that age yeah and that's helped with elizabeth and i too because uh, you know uh we sort of hit the ground running you know with her daughter right. and uh you know and mine who's now 17 but you know i think he was uh, little v was only eight he was little vincent then he was only eight years right. old when she came around you know but right. uh that's a whole nother story that i've talked about i haven't gotten too deep into it here but um i before i let you go uh, yeah, because uh, some guys I like to ask about their dad because I could tell you. So yeah. you seem like you're like me. You come from a long line of dads. Not every dad does, yeah. you know. No, um, no. <laughs> so uh, is there one story about your dad that you can share with us that kind of stayed with you and kind of inspires you as a dad? You know, my dad was. Uh, is he still he around? Was, no, he passed okay. away. Actually, 2015 was not a good year. Okay, uh, that was the year I uh, my ex left and okay. uh three four months before that my dad had passed away okay um but my dad was not the i mean he he said he loved me when he was you know when he was young when we i was young yeah but it's not you know he was kind of a to himself guy um you you know i mean born in 1931 you know yeah. grew up in you know during world war ii and sure and was in the korean war and so it was he i think the thing that stuck with me was his work ethic i never call in sick to work i'll be on my deathbed i'm still working right. i had covid a couple of years ago i had covid i was still working from home you yeah. know yeah <clears throat> um because my dad worked construction and so okay. i think it's not something that he said it's the example that he set by being a hard worker yeah and I think that has stuck with me. And, you know, um, my mom told me one time, she said, you know, your dad never said it to you, but he said it to me all the time, how proud he was of you and your brother. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, know? you know, it's a different generation. We've talked about this on this podcast before about how fatherhood is changing. I think it's changing for the better because one of the things that is important to me and sort of the subtitle of this podcast is provide for your family and still be a part of your family. Because, you know, my right. dad was the same way when I was growing up. He wasn't around. He was working all the time. Now, when I yeah. grew up and had kids, I really had an appreciation for what he was doing because I also found out later, much, much later in his life, how much he hated his job. And he went yeah. there every day. And, you know, he had five kids to support. So he never, I never once heard my dad complain about his job ever. He just did nope. it. He just did it. And he, you know, and he, and I mean, the life that we had 
was he foot the bill for every single penny right. of it. And it was and you know, it's not an easy thing to do. You learn that when you have your own kids, and I appreciate right. that. But Especially depending on what you do. Like my dad worked construction. He ran an yeah. asphalt plant for yeah, years. He, that's real work, man. I mean, yeah. you, you guys like us, we've avoided work most of our adult life, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, and I'm proud of yeah. it. You know, I don't I'm like in front work. of a computer all day. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. it. You know? I, I always tell people I talk for a living. I don't work for a living. But you know, <laughs> but guys like us, like I was a scout leader too when my my kid was little. I you know, I taught Sunday yeah. school, I was a coach, you know what I mean? Just I was always really involved and that was one of the things I always appreciated about being a stand up. And even once I started doing radio, even doing both, I still had that time late in the afternoon where I yeah. was around. I was available, you know? It was pretty amazing. I had a management job for two years, and when my kids were little, um, probably about four or five years before we got divorced, uh, I had a you know I had a management job, and I think back at you know, God, I had my computer open during dinner because yeah. so many emails were coming through during the day that yeah. I just didn't have time to get to, mm -hmm. and I think back and I'm like, oh God, I hate Brutal. that, yeah. and I'm now you know now. You know, because they're all all over the place as teenagers. Sure, it's a rare occasion that all four of us, myself and the three kids, have dinner together. Yeah, every once in a while a on a deal. Monday because yeah. that's the night that no one has anything. <laughs> right, you know, right. Maddie has Maddie has dance on Tuesday nights. Yeah, uh, you know, then Wednesday nights they go back to their moms, and you know, weekends they're doing their own thing with their friends. So it's uh, you know. I don't get to cook as much. I do DoorDash <laughs> way more. You know? And we know you love to cook. We didn't even get to talk about that because I'm, I'm running out of time, Ace. But I I wanted to thank you again for doing the show. Everybody should check out Behind the Funny, your podcast with Scott Higgins. Two hilarious guys that interview comedians. And uh, the book, Maddie Loses a Tooth, it's available on Amazon. And uh, Ace, aceacito.lol. I love your website. It's a great address. Thank you, man. Yeah, aceacito.lol. Because you got to see Ace live, too. Hilarious comic. Ace, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. All right, that's it, brother. I got what I need. Awesome. All right, awesome. thanks, Thank man. You, man. Great stories. So Great stories. Fun. Yeah, beautiful family, buddy. Keep it up. Thank you. I All appreciate right. it. See Have you a soon, good one. pal. See you. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there you have it. Ace Aceto, funny comedian and dad. Uh, a lot of good conversation there about co-parenting and, you know, dealing with an ex. I was I didn't really expect to get into that with him, but, I mean, had some good stuff to say. Good man, good dad, and that's a terrific book, too. Great kid's book, Maddie Loses a Tooth, and that's available on Amazon. You'll also find it on his website, acecito.lol, and don't forget to check out the podcast with his co-host, Scott Higgins, Behind the Funny. So thanks to Ace. Thanks to you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Dad Like It's Your Job. Download the episodes. Please leave a review. And above all else, pass it on to other dads or other folks that might enjoy hearing this podcast. All right, for now, I got to go. Thanks for listening. Tell your pals.